0: welcome to the Find Your Still Point podcast. I'm your host, Jessica King, and I'm joined today by my children, John and Parker King, as guests. I wanted to share some of my family with you and also share a kid's perspective on stress. Sometimes we complicate things as adults. So in this podcast, you will hear simple descriptions of stress and ways to manage it from my kids. We have some musings and some chatting in the beginning with each other, but hang in there until the end for some actionable skills for yourself and to share with the kids in your life. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. So today I'm hosting my first ever guest episode, and I am so excited to announce that our guests today are some of my biggest fans, but they're probably also my biggest, um, let's call them constructive feedback partners. <laughs> they're two of the most important people in my life, um, two folks that I think can bring a lot of insight into who I am since I'm just now starting this podcast and trying to introduce myself to you guys. I think they can bring a lot of insight into that. And um, I think that they will also give us a great perspective on stress and managing it because they watch me daily, either manage myself, my stress well, or not manage it well. <clears throat> and they'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys and me. So, Today, I would like to introduce that my first two guests ever are my two sons, Parker King and John King. Welcome, guys.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> We're so excited to have you. So just to give a little intro, Parker is my oldest son. He's 14 years old and he's in an eighth yes. grade. He's an eighth grader here in Wilmington. And John is 10 years old and he's in fourth grade. Um, I could go all all day about them and how much I love all the things they do, but I think I'll let them introduce themselves. So um, I guess in birth order, we'll start with Parker. Parker, can you tell me, tell us a little bit about yourselves?
2: Uh, Sure. I mean, as like you said, um, I'm an eighth grader in Wilmington. Um, Yeah, there's not much more to it. (laughs)
0: what are some of the things you do
2: oh yeah i do uh that's always been uh like a big interest in my life and motivator to what i do or everything that i do really is i play a lot of sports um yeah um i like music a lot uh that's one of my favorite hobbies i guess um and yeah
0: yeah you play the piano and the draw i mean the guitar
2: yeah, John does the drone. Yeah. We'll let him see
0: that. Yeah, we'll let him see that. Yeah, so John, you wanna tell us a little bit about you? Tell our listeners. Um, I like you said I'm
1: ten years old and in fourth grade. Um I play lots of sports. I play lacrosse is my main sport. And um I play the drums. Um I listen to a lot of music um yeah i like skating
2: and oh yeah he does i've never been able to do that
0: (laughs) yeah skateboarding you kind of admire your little brother for his interest in skateboarding
2: i've tried twice and it did not work it's hard yeah
0: so you guys have a lot of common interests, but a lot that's different. So that makes you really unique and fun. And you're also just two kids living in this world of school and different activities and this year, COVID. And so we brought you on as guests to be some stress experts for children, really. So
2: definitely am the stress expert.
0: Nice. Okay. This was actually, this guest spot was actually John's idea. I was brainstorming guests and he said, well, I think we should be your first guests. And at first I kind of laughed and I wasn't really sure about it, but the more I thought about it, it just seemed right. Um, this podcast really is about me sharing my personal experiences in my life. Um, So that you can, um, and I, and, and I've wondered, you know, who better to, to share my life with you guys than my children, my children's perspective. And also this podcast is to provide some education to help busy people manage stress and to live more contently. And as you all probably know, children these days are pretty busy and mine are no exceptions. So I thought it might be a good insight here. Um, to share my first guest episode with my family and motherhood's a big part of my story in life. So it just seems right. So we are missing dad in this one, but we're just going to focus on the kids today. Let's just start with the first question that I had for you guys. Um, A lot of my listeners on here are parents and they're also working parents. So they're really busy. And so they're looking for some ways to, to feel a little bit more content, a little more grounded, and they might be interested in your perspective as a kid, since they might have kids of their own, about what it's like being the kid of a working parent. So I've worked most of your lives in different ways, but um, my first question is what it's, what is it like for you to be to have a mom um, and a dad that works full time? Who's going first? Um-
2: I mean, whichever one, you can go first Let me formulate my response.
1: Um, so I think it's kind of cool to have uh, a mom as a business owner because it's like you being in the perspective as um, a business owner because she's been home a lot since COVID. So I've seen her do a lot of work and stuff. And um her being a therapist it's it's kind of good because like she'll calm me down and stuff but also it's kind of annoying sometimes because she just overwhelms me with a bunch of stuff
2: we can talk about her therapizing her children later
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like it can you're you're saying it's kind of cool to see someone do their work from home like be a business owner and entrepreneur and then you know that I'm a therapist too. So maybe I kind of can help sometimes, but then you feel a little therapized, as Parker liked to say. Yes. Oh, true, okay. True. Guilty as charged. Parker, how about for you? What do you think about having a business owner as a mom?
2: Yeah, it's really cool for me. Um, especially, I mean, pretty much my whole life at this point revolves around school because that's how that works. Um, and um, just helping with school stuff, because they know what they're talking about. They both have um, master's degrees, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just really helpful in day-to-day life. It's also pretty inspiring. Like I know, um, I, I just get a lot of ideas for what I, I, for a long time, I just wanted to be a uh, computer scientist. But after, like, we started talking about stuff and I started getting, like, more inspired and I kind of want to do other things and I don't just have one idea. Um, But a lot of it is being a good, like, a really good inspiration in my life and um, helping me
0: oh i love that don't you know all you parents out there of middle schoolers we don't always get that positive reinforcement that was nice buddy yeah
2: i'm on camera so
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i also hear it kind of in both of you guys it's like it's nice to have people to watch go through these things and to really see what your parents do every day because it makes you think about what maybe you want to do so
2: yeah uh that's been a Uh, an experience that we've had this year I guess for the worse or the better
0: right through COVID we get to see it all um this is just a funny one for me I don't know what the answer is going to be are there things that I say more often than others what do I say all the time to you guys so um
2: me and John agree on this one um do you want to do you want to say it
1: sure this was a hard one. I couldn't come up with it a lot because you say a, a lot of things a lot but one of the things is how did that how does that make you feel and it makes how it makes me make and Parker me really mad because it Parker, like it's I don't know how to explain it. it's just really annoying in some way you can't explain yeah
2: that. It's like we're little ki- like small, tiny children go like um, every time you say anything, they'll be, um, what does that mean? And then you can explain it. And it's like, what does that mean? Explain it. What does that mean? How- I mean, have you experienced that mom?
0: um probably with you guys when you were younger but I yeah I hear you what (laughs) you're saying is there's I I kind of get to the want to get to the heart of things of like what's going on inside and maybe sometimes that's a hard question to get asked so (laughs) So, part of what I do I want to transition just a little bit quit to kind of talking about me and and us and um maybe make it you maybe make it more general um so part of what I do is help busy people find some contentment and some stillness while they still keep achieving their goals and raising their families and doing all those things. Um, and so a lot of that is managing stress, uh, but kids experience stress too. We kind of talked about that in the beginning. And what are some of your thoughts on stress? Um, you know, maybe just generally what are, what does stress mean to you? How does it affect you? Um, any thoughts about stress during COVID? Any of that. So what kind of comes up with you when i mention mentioned stress to you?
2: I just know that I can, I know when I'm starting to get stressed or school starts to get stressful because I can feel it.
0: Mm, um, where do you feel it? It's
2: definitely in my chest. Um, you, I could physically feel it. I don't know if that's my body doing, so I don't even know the science around it. I just know that I, in getting nervous and usually it's when like um my grades start to slip a little bit or like we just have a lot of work um or when I I mean I'm used to having a lot of things to do but um when I do way too much I can feel it physically not just like yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I kind of feel it sometimes in my brain, but usually in my chest, it's like my heart swells up.
0: And yeah.
1: Stuff. And it's usually when I'm doing schoolwork or something because um, it's just really stressing. If like it's this, the day is about to be over and something's due like, and it's a Friday or something, mm-hmm. I get really stressed. Okay. Um or like stuff like that um, when I don't really know that's a hard question
0: okay no you answered it perfectly um you talked about the way that it um affect, you feel it in your body and I think that's like a really important thing that I'm trying to stress to other folks is that um We sometimes have these cues in our body that tell us that that's when we're becoming overwhelmed. And if we can listen to those, we can kind of help ourselves. And you guys are saying this is happening to you, too, that even though you may, you know, be in school online or or um, or sometimes having to manage going to school online and then in person that that gets a little overwhelming and you can start to feel it in your bodies.
2: Yeah, school is the most stressful thing
0: okay And
1: another way one of my other cues is like my brain gets like um stormed with thoughts but they're not always positive positive. and something I do to stop that is just like think of nothing or just try to think of something you enjoy and like all those all that negative stuff goes away
0: Wow, John, I love that. You're leading right into my next question, which is, is, how do you manage stress? And that's such a good cog. We call that a cognitive skill. So that's like a thinking skill. So you notice when your brain gets all clogged up and you feel like some of it's negative and you do some like recognizing that and then thought stopping, which is like shifting to thinking about something more positive or enjoyable. I love that. And I just yeah. learned that about you.
1: <laughs> and if there's another thing, like if I'm getting stressed and I know it, I'll go like read a book or something or go
0: skateboard
1: or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
1: Sometimes yeah, I go through my photos on my phone and it just brings back memories. And my, my head goes blank. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at our memories.
0: I love that so looking at memories for you looking at photos is a great way to relieve stress and just kind of sounds like taking a time out go read go skateboard something like that beautiful Mm -hmm. Parker do you have any ways that you relieve stress
2: um well he was talking about where he has too many thoughts I have a lot of times where I have like too much Mm -hmm. I have like so much and I'm overwhelmed with the things. Um, and then I just end up not doing any of them (laughs) because I just want to push them all away. Um, Mm -hmm. and the main way I try and manage that is just go through the things one by one and, uh, just know that I don't have to get everything done all at once. And that's a thing that I've, um, learned to do because that was like a serious problem before and was um just not helping at all um but yeah that's the main i, I just try and work through things one at a time and focus on mm-hmm. one thing because most people if not all people are not good at multitasking um which <laughs> you're laughing for a specific reason <laughs>
0: no I think it it, I'm laughing because I well I don't know that I was laughing but I'm I love y'all bringing up such good points that I think I use in the therapy room all the time so I love it and I don't know that there are things that I've that I've shared with you so um, but yeah doing things one at a time that multitasking we typically are just doing less well at all the things that we're doing at the same time if we're doing it um, and so, um, I think it's a great point to just think, what do I have to do? And let me do one at a time. And that helps relieve some of that anxiety and worry that really can, um, comes from excessive stress. So y'all had some great points that, and then also distraction and doing things that are just more pleasurable. Yeah. Well, today we always like to practice together. And so the boys and I are going to practice with you guys. Um, In just a few minutes, we're going to go through a guided visualization that you could do. This would actually be great to do with your kids, but also for yourself. It's called the magic shell meditation. Um, And so I will be your guide. The boys will be practicing with us and um, then we'll hear a little bit from them after our practice. So If we can all just take a pause and we'll practice together. All right, if everyone will just find a comfortable seat and start to pause. You're gonna to want to let yourself feel grounded in your seat, so whether that's feet on the floor or if you're seated on a cushion, leaning back. You can let your eyes softly gaze at one thing or if it's comfortable for you to close your eyes, feel free to. And at any time, if you wanna shift or move, just allowing yourself to but staying comfortably focused on the words as I read you your guided visualization. So you'll want to just take long, slow, deep breaths. And as you breathe out, relax your body. Imagine that you're standing on a beach See the beach in your mind, think about a beach that you may have visited before, or it could be an imaginary beach, a place you've never been. You can feel the sand beneath your toes, and the sun is warm on your face. Look around you. In front of you is a huge ocean. It looks silverly blue in color. And the sunlight sparkles like tiny stars dancing on the surface. You look at the ground and in front of you is the sand. And there's a shell, the most glorious shell you've ever seen. You pick it up. It feels warm in your hands. Notice the way the shell feels, the texture of it in your hands. Feel it with your fingers. This is your magic shell. And you can tell it your secrets and all of your worries, and it will keep them for you. Tell it about any problems that may be troubling you at the moment, no matter how big or how small they are. The shell wants to hear them all. As you hold your shell, go ahead and tell all your worried feelings. And it will magically take those worried feelings and begin to transform them into good ones. So see yourself holding the shell close to your mouth and in your mind, silently telling it whatever you wish. No one else will know what you say, only you and your shell. And as you say the words, they go right into the middle of the shell so it can take them away for you and taking all the time you need to tell all the worries you have because you have all the time in the world But as you notice that the worries go into the shell, start to notice a sense of calm and happiness. Notice the feeling of peacefulness all the way from the tip of your toes up through your legs and your body, your arms and your shoulders, to the top of the head calmness, and happiness. Feel it now and notice how it feels. It's important that you know you can imagine your shell anytime you need to, to tell it your yucky thoughts, your worries, your discomforts. Your shell will always be there waiting for you. As well as your beach. But in this moment, maybe saying goodbye to your beach for now. Returning to your current space. Maybe recognizing the things around you in your own space. And when you feel ready, just finding subtle movement as we end our meditation today. Now, we've finished our meditation. I'd love to hear from you guys, John and Parker. How do you feel after that meditation?
2: Pretty good.
0: Pretty good.
1: It was, it was quite nice. Um I felt very calm at the beginning. I had no I had lots of thoughts. Um but then I started to calm down and I had no thoughts. And then mm-hmm. when you mentioned the um the shell mm-hmm. like I kind of went into it and then it was, it was very dark. It was also echoey, but if you said, when I put my negative thoughts in there, if I said any negative thoughts, instead of, um, doing what I said in the echo, it would say a positive thing, like the answer to it, kind of, like I knew what it was all along, but I just couldn't, I didn't know it yet.
0: Oh, John, I, I feel like I could have written that answer for you. I love that you said that, that you know it all along. It's part of you and inside of you. And it just takes um, kind of relaxing and calming and coming, bringing those thoughts down to connect to it. And I think that's a beautiful thing for our listeners to hear. Um, and Parker, you said you felt great. Were there any challenges to doing meditation? Does, is it ever hard?
2: It was pretty fun. Um, I mean, uh, the main challenges were that, like, just getting distracted. Um, yeah, there's so many things in my room
0: (laughs) that we can get distracted, that's for sure. So, meditation is challenging, it's distracting, but it also can be really calming and centering and help us to go inside to what we already know. Um, when we take the time to do that. Well, thank you boys for being here today. I've really enjoyed getting to talk with you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely.
1: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Today, I had the pleasure of chatting with my own kids about stress and how it impacts them. One thing I can say is sometimes we have to slow down and listen to our kids. I learned some new things today just from talking to my kids just in a few minutes that I really had never heard before. I also think being able to normalize stress and provide strategies for managing stress is really helpful for our children. So some of the things that I would highlight today for all you listeners out there is one, you know, all you working parents, remember that your kids are watching you and they're proud of you. That was really great for me to hear from my kids that the things that they take away from a working parent is a role model and uh, being excited to see what they're doing. So let's just you know, have that reassurance and offer ourselves some self-compassion and drop the parent guilt that comes with being a working parent. You're apart from them sometimes, but they're proud of you and they're learning from you. Second, don't ever stop asking your kids how they feel. <laughs> I know my kids said that it was annoying, but hey, it's what they remembered about me, right? Right. We know from research that individuals who can identify emotions in themselves and in others are better able to self-regulate, they have improved resilience to stress and traumas in their life, and it improves relationships. So this is not an innate thing. It's not something we're born with. It is a learned skill. So even if it annoys them, keep asking your kids how they feel. I'm going to. Third... Remember that kids may be stressed even when we don't see it or think that it's um, there, that it should be there. Um, It's all relative, right? And they're learning how to manage their stress. So your, your level of stress, your level of too much may be different from theirs. I was really struck about how my 14-year-old kept saying my whole life revolves around school and I'm a stress expert. Those things hit home and I'm going to be a little bit more aware uh, about the times when maybe I see him struggling with things and try to provide that support that we had there today just from talking. A fourth thing that I noticed and I'd love to highlight is that we are built to manage stress. Remember Parker saying, I can feel the stress in my body. I don't know the science behind that, but I can feel it. He was listening to his body's wisdom. He noticed that the stress had increased in his body and he knew it was something he needed to pay attention to. So I think it's important for all of us to remember we have body wisdom too, and that we are built to manage the stress. We can do this. And then finally, my kids highlighted so many ways that we can manage stress but some of these included just increasing our awareness around the signs and the triggers. My kids mentioned symptoms like their chest tightening or heartbeat increasing. John said it's like my heart swells up. I also talked about having increasing thoughts, erasing thoughts, becoming overwhelmed, not having the ability to concentrate. All of these are great cues that when we heighten our awareness, we have, bring mindfulness around it, we can help ourselves. They discussed using distraction with pleasurable activities like sports or reading or music, looking at pictures that bring back good memories. Those were all lovely things to do uh, to decrease immediate stress in our life. We talked about shifting negative thoughts to more positive ones. And breaking down what we have to do into manageable steps. I like to talk about anxiety, which sometimes becomes the emotion around stress, is thinking that we have to solve all the problems all at once with no one's help. So when we can break it down and just do the next right thing, the next right action, that's all we have to do. It decreases our overall stress. And one of the greatest things that I want to highlight is that to remember that we have everything we need inside of us. We already have all that answers. John beautifully said it. He said, I let the negative thoughts go into the shell and it was dark in there, but then more positive thoughts started coming back out. He said, it was like I already knew the answer all along. I just didn't realize it yet. Oh, We're all like that. We have everything we need in any given moment to handle what we need to. We just have to slow down long enough to let our nervous system downregulate. We have to get mindful about what's coming up. Be present with the moment and listen for the next right action. So I hope this helps you talk to your kids about stress as well as start to increase your own awareness about the stress that may be happening in your life. I hope these strategies resonate and I hope they help you. And as always, as we end today, remember to be well, my friends.